the majority of the action happens right in those final minutes because that's, that's when the urgency and the scarcity really hits its peak. Hey podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, uh, it's John McIntyre here, the autoresponding guy, and it's time for episode 81 of the McMethod Email Marketing Podcast, where you'll discover how to make more money with your email list, with autoresponders, with segmenting, with all that good stuff, okay? The idea is here, how to make money every time you send an email to your list, which is pretty cool if you can do that. Today I'll be talking to Jack Bourne. Jack Bourne is the uh, the founder, the creator of AW Pro Tools. He has a number of other products including Deadline Funnel, which is a uh, great little script that allows you to, when someone say, joins your list, you can say after a week, send them an email about a special promotion I've got running that's available for 24 hours only and put a script on the page so that if someone visits it on that seventh day they're in the autoresponder sequence, show them the timer, show them the offer, but if they visit on day eight, the offer's gone. Now, what's great about this is it's going to dynamically adjust depending on uh, you know, when, when someone signs up. So someone can sign up today, seven days' time, they get the promo. They could sign up in a month. Seven days after they sign up in a month, they get the promo. So it dynamically adjusts to subscriber. It's a great little app. So I thought I'd get Jack on to talk about this, talk about urgency, why it's so powerful, having these deadlines, and uh, how to get uh, the, the technical side set up so you can crank up the response. I like that word. I've been using a lot, crank up your sales. Doesn't that sound good? And uh, we'll also talk about the research behind why it works because uh, when you understand that, you'll probably be a bit more excited to go and do it just because, man, this stuff works. You've got to try it. If you haven't done anything with a, you know, with a, a ticking clock or a timer or anything like that, you're going to be blown away by how well it works. To get the show notes for this episode of the Email Marketing Podcast, go to themcmethod.com slash 81. Now, just by the way, I wanted to make a point here. I just thought of, did you know you can email me anytime? If you're on my email list, you can hit reply to any of those emails and you can say something and I will get back to you. Sometimes it's the same day. Sometimes it's 24 hours. Sometimes it's a week. It really depends what I'm doing, where I am, uh, if I'm at the computer or even checking my email inbox because sometimes I'm not. Okay, but you will hear back from me usually pretty quickly too. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I'm wondering if uh, if, if I've got someone listening to this who uh, who you know thinks I'm a little bit uh, distant or hard to contact. I'm not. So I'd love for you to reach out, say hello, uh, tell me what you like about the podcast, what you don't like. What I'd love for you to do, if you really feel like uh, making my day, go to iTunes and leave a five-star review, well, any star review, really. Uh, just be honest, and I'll read out the review on the podcast. Okay, You can mention your website and just say, hey, it's John here from themcmethod.com, and I like this, and I like that, blah, blah, blah. Now, before we get into the interview with Jack Bourne, I've got one thing, this week's McMaster's Inside of the Week. One thing that's been going on a lot inside McMaster's lately is this issue of lead bait or opt-in bait. You know, should you offer an ebook? Should you turn the ebook into a series of emails? Should you give a video? And honestly, there's not really any perfect answer to this. Part of it's going to depend on the, uh, the context or the, the, the market, the niche, niche that you're in, however you want to say that. We're getting mixed up with these words. Honestly... There's not really any secret to it. Like I said, you could have an ebook, you could have emails, you'd have video. I think, you know, I would be using all of them. I would be saying, well, I don't actually use the ebook thing, mainly because ebooks, you know, there are a lot of work to put together, right? I mean, you could put together a short report. I, my feeling is that most people don't really read ebooks. So what I would do is I would uh, create a short report, perhaps, if you really want to test it, see if that converts better. Or just instead of saying, here's a report on the seven mistakes of email marketing, you could say, here's, you know, just discover the seven mistakes on email marketing, sign up here. 
And then you, after they sign up, that's when you say to them, I'm going to deliver this in seven emails or over the next week or two weeks or whatever. And then video and audio and any sort of uh, you know, content like that, engaging content, that's a great way to, uh, to get people to see you as a person because you can't fake being on a video. You're either good on video or you aren't. I mean, you get better. But if you can be good on video, people really start to think you're a boss because a lot of people aren't very good on video. Okay? So I, you know, what I do right now is I've got someone signs up for daily email tips on how to make more money with email. Then they get a video uh, and some text. And then they get daily emails, daily email tips. Okay? That's how I do it. There's not, honestly, there's not really a perfect way here. The idea is test your opt-ins. Maybe an ebook works better. Maybe you've got a market full of readers that love to read ebooks. Maybe they hate ebooks, and therefore you should send them a videos instead. Or maybe it's a mix of both. Um, so that's the inside this week from McMaster's. That's a got a long thread that's uh, that's been developing for a while inside the community there, which is all about this topic of, of should you offer the ebook, should you offer the video. So if you want to check out that thread, you'll need to get inside McMaster's. More information about that at themcmethod.com. In the top menu bar, there's a link to our members. Click that, and you'll get all the information about Mc. Mc, Mc McMaster's, like McDonald's, but McMaster's, masters of the McIntyre method. That's what one, that's what how one person described it. So that's it for now. Let's get into this interview with Jack Bourne. It's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy. I'm here with Jack Bourne. Now Jack is the uh, creator of AW Pro Tools, and AW Pro Tools is a pretty badass little tool because it lets you uh, plug into Aweber. Um, sort of, AWeb is a very simple tool, right? You pay 20 bucks, 30 bucks a month, and it just sends emails, basically. But, uh, you know, marketing automation, which is where you start sending triggers and all that sort of, you know, you, you say, if someone does this, if someone clicks a link, you know, make this happen. That's what Jack created. It's sort of like a plug-in for Aweber. But anyway, that's not why he's here today. He's here to talk about something called Deadline Funnel. And uh, just quickly, I'll, I'll give it over to Jack in a second. But uh, I met Jack, was a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. Um, yep. As of the recording at Titans of Direct Response, which is a pretty sweet little uh, conference. And we started talking about email and podcasting. We just did an interview for his stuff. But I thought we'd get him on the McMethod email marketing podcast to talk about uh, what he's up to with uh, the Deadline Funnel tool, which is pretty badass because it's all about scarcity, which uh, is a great way to crank up your sales. So we'll get into that in a minute. Jack, how are you going, mate? Doing great. Great to be here. Good to have you on, man. Before we talk about the uh, the deadline funnel stuff and scarcity, tell the uh, give the listener a bit more of a background on who, you know who you are and what you're up to. Sure. So I've been on my own. I left corporate America in in 2001. Uh, got it. Got into a, a fight with my boss. Called my called my wife on the phone and and uh, you know it was it was just, you know I just told told the boss to to stick it and had had one of these. One of these uh, conversations was like, well, what are you going to do now? It's like, I don't know. And this is so uh, so common of entrepreneurs where you you, you pretty much jump out of the uh, jump out of the building uh, metaphorically and, and then build a plane on the way down. Like you you, you <laughs> leap you you leap before you know all the answers, right? You know. So that was the beginning of my my entrepreneurial journey. That's the that's the short version. Um, but I I realized very quickly that. Um, I had I had something unique, and and that is that I I have the type of mind that I'm I'm extremely passionate about psychology and direct response marketing. But at the same time, I'm I'm also really skilled at coding and programming. Now these days, I have my own team, and I'm I'm happy to say that a lot of the people that I've hired to my team are better coders than I am. But at the same time, being able to think like a coder and think like a marketer at the same time has given me the ability to look at problems that I face in my business as a marketer and a direct response entrepreneur and and say look I'm frustrated and rather than just you know just throw something against the wall I I set about trying to fix it 
And so I, I use my knowledge of coding and technology plus my passion of direct response marketing to come up with a unique solution. And so that's you know, because of those skills and, and what I bring to the table, um, that's, you know, that's how I was able to create some of the software products that I have. You mentioned AW Pro Tools. Uh, that's one. So for anyone using AWeber, definitely check out AW Pro Tools at awprotools.com. But I also was looking at, I, I wanted to do promotion. So a lot of these products came from problems that I had and I, that I tried to, to, to solve. Um, and so with AWeber, it was I wanted to do list segmentation and, and also have the follow-up messages change based on people's behavior, but I didn't want to leave AWeber. And so I figured out how to do that. With Deadline Funnel, I wanted to be able to build in urgency and honestly scarcity into some of my promotions, but I wanted to do it in a way where, number one, it wasn't fake BS baloney scarcity where you come back tomorrow and the counters reset. Um, and and a couple, there were a couple other things that we'll get into later that really frustrated me. And rather than just being frustrated or dealing with something that was just okay but not perfect, I decided to create my own solution. But we'll get it. We'll, you know, we'll cover that later. So basically, the the the, the nuts and bolts is that I am a, am passionate about direct response marketing, and and I'm also a software guy. So I build software products and. Uh, and, and that's the that's the tapestry on which and on which I paint. Um, you know, I, I'm a I'm a big believer that we're all artists in our own way. Um, you know, I got that from Seth Godin. Um, so my tapestry is, is software. That's how I bring my gifts to the world. So I, I think today we're going to talk about scarcity and urgency, right? Yeah, man, that's the idea. We, you know, we'll talk about a bit about deadline funnel a bit later. But tell me about the scarcity stuff. You said you've got some research papers, or I mean, let's sort of un- let's let's try and unpack this scarcity idea because it's very it's trumpeted around the uh, the marketing world as though it's this you know this savior or this heaven or it's just going to you know just just you know explode your sales. And it, it, I guess it can, but it's not a magic mm-hmm. bullet. So let's sort of start to unpack. It. Right, right. It, it's not a magic bullet. I mean, uh, you and I have done an, an interview to my audience about copywriting. And one of the things that you brought up very early in the conversation about copy is that you know, your, your copy is not going to save a weak product or a crappy offer. Um, so in the, in the same way, you, you, know, you have to have something, number one, that, that, that the world wants. You have, to have, you have to have a good product. You have to have a, a, it works best when you have a really strong offer. You know, basically, your audience has to, has to want what you have. You, you can't you can't take a bad product and bad selling, bad marketing, uh, bad copy, and then put a countdown timer on the page and say, well, that, that fixes everything and walk away. But what, what scarcity and urgency can done when done correctly um, is that it can add extra oomph to your campaigns. And it's especially effective in situations where, you know, where, where you're doing a, a limited time sale. So, so for, for prospects that didn't purchase on the first go round. Um, so you can so you can come back and make an offer to them that is a is an aggressive offer and a very, very deadline driven offer to say, look, you know, here's here's the best offer that I can make. It expires at a certain time. And so rather than just giving up on them, you know, because you sent out three three to five emails and then that's it. You can go back to them and and offer them offer them a, a great deal, uh, but make it a deadline driven evergreen offer. Um, I think Frank Kern has a has something called a four day cash machine, mm-hmm. something like that, where you go back to folks that, that that basically you tried to sell to, but they they didn't convert on the first go round. So you can go back to them and make a, a very aggressive offer. So that's one way to use it, but you certainly can use it on the front end. I have a lot of 
uh, especially joint joint venture uh, offers where I'm partnering with someone, and they go into a funnel and uh, and they and they go into the into the campaign, and it, it's a I'm making a, a deal that normally they would not be able to get if they just went to my main main web page, um, and so that I want to make that a deadline driven offer for for several reasons. One, I don't want them to be able to just you know, send send you know everyone back to that page. I want it to be truly special, a special promotion for the folks who are on that offer. Uh, but also, I know that I know that deadlines work, and so if it genuinely is a you know number one something that they want, and number two a, a deal that's better than they can normally get, yeah, I like to put a deadline on it because it juices uh, juices results. Um, and so you know just to talk about you know beyond deadline funnel and how I use it, you know just to talk about. Um, you know other companies and 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 that are using it and not using deadline fund but using scarcity and urgency, but also to talk about some of the some of the interesting science behind it. Um, let's go ahead and dive in. So there's companies like uh, QVC, huge direct response marketing company. You know anytime that you're you're watching QVC, you're going to see a, a countdown timer on the screen. You know that's that's a big part of how they've built their business. eBay, you know every single auction on eBay. Has has the countdown that shows you when it's going to expire, and, and and usually the majority of the action happens right in those final minutes because that's that's when the urgency and the and the, and the scarcity uh, really hits its peak. Mm. Uh, Groupon Groupon is another example of a company that uses scarcity and urgency in every single promotion. So the, so the idea that you can't use it in every single promotion, you know, QVC and eBay and Groupon, you know, are great huge examples of companies that use deadlines and urgencies in, in every single promotion that they have. And another one that is, is really interesting that, that causes me a lot of psychological pain when I go through their process, uh, but in a good way, is, is Ticketmaster. So, so John, I don't, I don't know if... if we, have like me for not, we have like a ticket set, okay. similar kind of thing okay. in Australia, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it'd be interesting to know if they do the same thing. So here's what happens on Ticketmaster. So uh, when when I'm going to purchase tickets for a concert, uh, what happens is you choose your seats. So you, they have the picture of the stadium. You click on the, the place where you want to sit. And then you get to the payment page. And they have this countdown floating on the page that basically gives you five minutes to fill out the damn page. And I mean, like you're, especially if... It's a concert that you know is going to sell out. Yeah. Uh, it adds a tremendous. I mean, you're fly, I'm flying across the house to grab my wallet because I don't want to lose these seats. Um, so it's it's extremely powerful. So all you know, we, we talked about QVC, eBay, Groupon, and Ticketmaster, and these are just four examples of uh, very successful, very large uh, companies that do extremely well, and they use scarcity and urgency uh, all the time. Mm. It'd be fun to think about, like. Because you have the urgency thing of saying, well, this is going to close in 24 hours. But the other way of doing it is like you said, well, you, you can combine them and say, well, we've got 25 copies of this book that we're going to send out, mm -hmm. mail you out, physical copy. And uh, so it's, you know, it's not going to last very long. So there's the urgency of knowing that it's going to sell out very quickly. But there's also the scarcity of, well, there's only 25 copies. So it's a pretty, right. when you have it like, when you, when you can have both, we can like stack that, you know, with the urgency and the scarcity, it just goes like you can have one or the other and it's going to do pretty good anyway. But if you can combine them, it's, uh, it's pretty epic, the sort of response you can get. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so when you, when you have a situation where there are, um, a, you know, live events are, are a great example. So, and it, that's just one example, but if you, if you have a live event or you actually have a certain number of say books, physical books printed up, uh, before you have to go and order the next box of books, then then it makes it makes a lot of sense for you to to, to offer that way. You know, here's here's how many books are left. 
um, and to sell out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, and offer a special deal. But once they're gone, there's going to be a two-week delay while we go and order the next round of, of copies. And so, yeah, if you, can, if you can build that in along with a countdown timer, sometimes you can set it up where you can say, you know, uh, the, whichever one expires first. It's either over when the, the countdown hits zero or, you know, the, the, the launch is over, the sale is over, or when we, when we run out of supplies, whichever comes first. Right. So, yeah, that can, that can definitely be a, a double, a, you know, a, a two-for-one yeah. type of deal. An interesting thing that uh, I'm reading a book right now, actually. It's called All the Money in the World. It's about, you know, all these billionaires from the Forbes 400. And it's mm-hmm. a fascinating book. But it's, it's amazing how some of these guys, these big, big, big entrepreneurs, uh, billionaires, some of them, they're aware of this sort of stuff and on a very, very big scale. So they'll go make a product and market the crap out of it. So there's a whole bunch of demand, and then they'll purposely uh, not produce enough of it. So obviously produce enough to meet sort of just below the, the current demand, but sort of like they manufacture. I think it's a very smart thing. They understand that scarcity drives the value up. So they're always kind of don't produce too much and don't let it become too available or too common. I mean, people like some of these guys are billionaires because of this. So it's it's when you start to play with this sort of stuff at a, at a higher level, it's very powerful. Right. And, and, so, and so that's probably a good segue into what actually happens in our heads. I'm not a neuroscience expert, but I've done a lot, a lot of research on this. Again, I'm very passionate about direct response marketing. Um, and so there's, you've, everyone's seen the commercial about Folgers where they, they have the hidden camera. These, I don't think they show these anymore, but I think back in the 80s. Okay, okay. The, so, so let me paint the picture. So uh, you can go look it up on YouTube. So, so they would do, Folgers would do these commercials where they, they would have people sitting at this fancy restaurant and the announcer would be whispering into the microphone saying, you know the Smiths don't know this, but we secretly replaced uh, the the expensive coffee with the Folgers. Let's you know let's let's see what they think. And so someone comes over and asks them, "How's the how's the coffee?" And they and they say, "Oh my gosh, it's the best coffee I've ever had." Well, did you know it was you know switched out with Folgers? And they're just they're just shocked. Well, what's what's going on there is that. Uh, and this has been repeated in different types of experiments I'll talk about. But because of the the high price, we associate high prices with scarcity. You know, the reason, you know, one of the one of the signals that we get that something is scarce is that it's it's a high price. They kind of go hand in hand. And so when someone thinks that something is scarce, that they they automatically add more value to to what it is. Uh, in fact, there was another experiment done where the same wine was served to these people in this test. They did, they didn't know they were going through this test, uh, but they, it was the same wine, but the only thing different was that the price was different. But they actually, they were able to determine that the folks who tested the, the higher price wine rated it as much better tasting than, than, than the lower price wine. So it's, you know, the, the scarcity, they've been able to determine through other experiments using MRIs that, um, that it actually does change something physiologically in, in our heads. When we experience something that's scarce, we truly do perceive it. It's not, it's not something, it's not a, a game or a trick. Uh, it's, it's an actual physiological change that goes on in our head um, based, on, based on scarcity. So when, when there's a resource that is scarce, we just add more value to it. Another experiment that can be read about in the book Influenced by Cialdini that everyone's heard of um, is the cookie experiment where some folks, so there was a jar with 10 cookies and there was a jar with two cookies and they were the same cookies. And so they were asked to, you know, to do a taste, taste test and, and judge which one tasted best. And the one with only two cookies in the jar, the, the, the scarce commodity 
was was rated as as better tasting. So something is happening at the physiological level that increases our perceived value and and even affects the way that that we you know it affects taste. And so it's it's a very very powerful effect that we can't we can't just switch off. We can try to ignore it, but it's it really short circuits some of our decision making mechanisms. So scarcity is extremely powerful, especially you know, and it's really really important to do it correctly. So one of the things that we should you know, I'm going to go ahead and pause here because you might have some things to say about those experiments. <laughs> but um, it's really important that we talk about how marketers do this wrong and some of the some of the things that you want to make sure that you do right. Well, I mean, tell me about that, man. I mean, I'm really content listening to this. This is good stuff. So tell me, what are the mistakes that people make? Sure. Yeah. So one of the obvious mistakes, and, and this is really what gives scarcity a, a bad name. So there's everyone talks about you know you don't want to use fake scarcity. You don't want to use fake scarcity. But I think that there's a little bit of confusion over an evergreen deadline. And it's assumed that, well, if it's an evergreen deadline, then it's fake scarcity. Okay. And so I want to go ahead and dispel that myth. But it is important, before I do, it is important to for me to say that, yes, fake scarcity is something that you want to stay away from. So what is fake scarcity versus what I call an, an evergreen deadline? So fake, in my opinion, fake scarcity is simply when you go to a page and it says, when the countdown reaches zero, which is midnight tonight, this deal is over. We're giving you a great deal. You know you want this, but you better act now because tomorrow you're not going to be able to get it. And then you, for whatever reason, you forget. You've left the tab open and, and, you, and you hit refresh on the tab and the counter starts back over. Okay, That is fake scarcity. And as soon as you do that, you've lost a lot of integrity with your audience. Okay, Having your audience know, like, and trust you is really, really important, especially for repeat sales. Um, and it's getting more and more difficult to build a business just on the front-end offer. It's really important to have your happiest clients to purchase more things from you and higher price stuff. And so you really want to, if you're going to use a deadline, it's really important that whether it's a fixed calendar deadline, like a product launch or an evergreen deadline, that the deadline is real for that person. And so fake scarcity is where that deadline resets uh, when they come back to the page and it's not really, they're not really held to it. So how is that different than an evergreen deadline? An evergreen deadline is, I use an example of the DMV, Department of Motor Vehicles. So since you're not in the States, you know, every, every so often we have to renew our driver's license. License. And so that's it, but it's not the same day. It's not like tax day. Tax day for us in the US is April, April 15th. So when, and everyone has that same deadline for tax day, but everyone has a different deadline based on their birthday for the DMV. So that's a rolling evergreen deadline. It's based on several different factors when you last, uh, when you last renewed and also your birth date. But it is not a fake deadline. If you decide to ignore it and you're driving around with an expired license, you're going to find out that it is not a fake deadline. You're going to get a ticket. So, so that's an example of how you can have an evergreen deadline. If it is a downside to missing that deadline, then it's not fake scarcity. So that's one of the things that I wanted to build into to Deadline Funnel was to make sure that you could set it up so that it, it wasn't going to reset every day, that you could have a deadline, an evergreen deadline. And when someone came into your funnel, if you said this is going to expire two days from now at midnight um, and they see the counter, that it actually is going to expire for, uh, for them. But some of the other things that I was really frustrated with, and, and I I think everyone listening is going to be able to relate to this, is that I wanted to be able to use two other things that were really, really important to me. Number one, I wanted to be able to, to uh, I have a funnel that's more than just one page. Okay, So I've got, I've got pages with educational videos where, uh, where there's a little bit of content and then I talk about the special offer. But the, you know, the next day you're, you're getting another email. So that's the other part of it is that 
email marketing is a really, really important part of, of my funnels. I want you to come into my world and, and do, I'm going to give you a way to sign up for a free trial of something or to offer you a lead magnet, and now you're on my list, and I'm sending you broadcasts and follow-up emails. So this is a very important way in which I build you know, know, like, and trust, and, I'll, and, and then eventually turn you from a prospect into a happy client. So I wanted to be able to integrate the deadline into multiple different pages, not just have it tied to one specific sales page, but also to tie it into the email marketing so that when you received an email from me three days after you entered the funnel, if I said, you know, hey, John, I just want to make sure that you know this Wednesday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern time, uh, the deadline expires, that it was perfectly synced up with what you were seeing on the web page. So to me, that was really, really powerful, and I couldn't find that anywhere else. And so I, w- I wanted to create that so that I could have someone come into the funnel and have multiple different pages if I wanted to, where the same countdown timer all ticking down to the same deadline and the emails that they were receiving all synced up and coordinated and have it truly be set up so that if someone decided to wait around to see what would happen, that they truly did miss the deadline and they would be sent to a coming soon page or or wherever it is that I wanted to send them. So those were... Those were a few of the things that I, I couldn't find. And again, coming back to where we started the conversation, um, I used my skills as a software guy and a direct response marketer to come up with something that, that I would be proud to use in my own marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing that I'll mention, which is we're not going to be able to cover everything, but one of the other really important things is that we all know that more and more of our audience is reading our emails and, and visiting our web pages on mobile devices, smartphones, uh, and tablets. And so one of the, again, going back to how other, other solutions were being implemented, I realized that if someone, if someone visited my webpage on Monday and they saw a countdown that was ticking to Wednesday and then they came back and they, and they visited on their iPhone uh, or their tablet on Tuesday and the countdown really was reset because that was the first time that on that device they were visiting that page. To me, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't good enough. I wanted it so that when, when John McIntyre comes to my page on Monday, if you happen to get my email from me on Wednesday and you click through on your smartphone, I want you to see the same damn deadline, especially if I'm saying in the email, hey, John, today's the last day. It's Wednesday, and so at 11.59 tonight, the uh, you know your the, this offer expires. It's only good till then. If you click through to that page and you're on your smartphone, it's really really important to me that everything is consistent. I don't want I don't want you to see a, a countdown that says you know three days left. And so I wanted to build everything, have everything taken into account so that it truly was an evergreen deadline for someone, uh, or I should say a deadline. It just happened to be set up in an evergreen fashion because I do a lot of webinars. Um, I, I like to I like to do something once and then set it up on auto replay. It's also a great way to, to work with someone who's a joint venture partner. And you know, you record an interview or you do a webinar. And yeah, there's a there's a rush of people who are sent to that webinar the first time. But what about after the event? Wouldn't it be great if that, that partner could set it up in their autoresponder and every single person could watch the replay? You don't have to pretend like it's a it's a webinar. You can say, hey, come watch the replay. It was a really good, really good uh, webinar come watch the replay. And now you're being completely authentic and you're offering the same deadline of three days that you offered to, to the folks who are on the webinar. Yeah. So th- those, were, those were some of the things, those were some of the things that I wanted to build into Deadline Funnel that uh, I felt 
were going to address some of the mistakes that people were making with uh, with the way that they were implementing uh, scarcity and urgency on their in their campaigns. Right, right. I mean, I I've noticed this on a on a Facebook funnel I've had running for the last three months that just having I got like a countdown timer on there and just having the timer on there and it's a, it's a cookie based thing so it's a similar sort of uh, same kind of thing to deadline funnel and uh, it, it just it's 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 like dynamite. It's incredible to see how well that works. If you take that off the page, you know com- the conversions drop instantly. Um, so I mm-hmm. couldn't recommend it more. If someone's listening to this and, and they they have a product and they want a, um, an easy way to sort of crank up the response, this is this is by far one of the easiest little tricks. Um, I suppose you know, yeah, I suppose it's a little bit of a trick, but um, it's just a really easy way to uh, to bump your conversion rate. Absolutely. Yeah. So for for any of your listeners who who want to give this a shot. Normally, what I do is normally I, I require a credit card to start a free trial. But I thought what I'd do for your audience is to set it up so that they can try it uh, without a credit card. You can just sign up, give it a whirl, and for you know, obviously it's a it's a limited time trial. So after after a certain number of days, uh, you know, that your your access would be turned off unless you decide to to enroll. But here's where you want to go: deadlinefunnel.com forward slash McMethod, M-C-M-E-T-H-O-D, deadlinefunnel.com forward slash McMethod. And you know you can you can just sign up with with no credit card required. Uh, give it a whirl, and then what I'll do is I'll make a make an offer once you're once you're in there that will be better than what you would normally get uh, if you're going just to the main page of the website. So uh, so that's a that's two reasons to go over to deadlinefunnel.com forward slash McMethod. But yeah, you know the you were mentioning the the cookie based um, cookie based timer. One of the things that in order to make this technology work, it was not easy, but because it, I've got to be able to reckon. My system has to be able to recognize you, whether you're on your desktop, your laptop, your wife's computer, or you're at the coffee shop, uh, and you're clicking through on it on an email. Mm-hmm. So I, I created a, a system that basically try. I shouldn't say triangulates you, but it's a cool way of saying there's three different ways that my system tracks you. And so if we don't find you one way, we go we fall back to another way. If we don't find you that way, fall back to another way. And so that's how we're able to set it up so that when you uh, you know when your prospect is going through, if they're reading your fir- if they're visiting your page the first time on their desktop, but then the next time they're clicking through on your second email while they're at the coffee shop on their smartphone, they're going to see the same countdown timer, which is really, really powerful mm. with people being so mobile these days. Mm. That's a really cool feature. I mean, you're absolutely right. They're going to go to the coffee shop, open their emails, and click over. So, And does, does it plug into WordPress or anything like that, or is it a standalone thing? How does it work? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked because it's it, that's another huge advantage. So I know that... Well, I should answer your question first. So it is. It is not. It it, it works. Uh, it works with. It works with WordPress, but it's not a WordPress plugin. So it's really, really. It's basically you're given copy and paste code, the same as if you were adding code to your page for you know Google Analytics or or something like that. You just copy and paste the code in there. You know. So a few other things that you can put the countdown timer wherever you want on the page. You can put it multiple times, like top, bottom, middle, like just wherever you want. Just like you were putting an image on a page, you can say, okay, well, I want the countdown timer here, especially if you're using WordPress. But one of the reasons why, another cool reason why it's, why 
not being a WordPress plugin is an advantage is because if you're using something like lead pages, well, it's really, really easy to be able to set it up to work with lead pages. Uh, it works a little bit differently. In other words, it's, it's in a footer, a floating footer at the, at the bottom of, of a lead pages page. But now if you're signing people up for a webinar or using any one of their other dozens of campaigns out there, you can, you can use this, you can use Deadline Funnel um, on lead pages. You know, so you don't have to be using WordPress in order for this for this to work. I like it. It's a nice little script that you just copy and paste across. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a snippet of code, uh, but it's a it's a it's a web based it's a SaaS product, so it's a annual recurring license to be able to to use the software. Cool. Cool. Okay, man. I love that. I love that. It's really cool. I'll have a link to so it's deadlinefunnel.com slash McMethod. So I'll have a link to that in the show notes for this podcast at the McMethod.com. Easy. Any Perfect. final words of wisdom before we, you know, on deadlines or scarcity or man, any any other marketing stuff before we sign off? No, it's it's just a real it's a real pleasure to be able to to share share tips and ideas with uh, with with other like minded direct response marketers. I mean, I'm I'm su- I, you know like you. I mean, I'm super passionate about direct response marketing. I, I get excited about this stuff, and you know, it's 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 great to be able to you know to talk with you and your audience about about things that that get me excited. I mean, I don't know if you experience this, but you know, because I'm I'm married with kids, you know, you can't go to the uh, local you know to the neighborhood barbecue or the PTA meeting and, and and talk about this type of stuff. So I always love, you know, going. I mean, that's why that's one of the reasons why uh, I enjoy meeting at the Titans of Direct Response because you know everywhere you turn, there's other people like us with their own unique twists on things. But everyone's everyone's excited about the same stuff. So that's it. I'm, I'm just I'm just super excited to be able to to, to share what I'm passionate about and what everyone else is passionate about as well. Good stuff. Man. Well, cool. Well, thanks for coming on the show and sharing. Okay. Take care. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more. Don't